Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. And so several weeks ago, we've been talking about faith, and we called it Faith Fundamentals. And I, I believe today will be one of the most important messages that I will have ever preached. I really believe that. There are some things on my heart today that I'm going to say that I believe will help you will cause you to have experiences with God more, and truth be told, it calls you to be more victorious than you've ever been in your life before. We find John says that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. We've been talking about faith, faith being the uh, the assurance, the confidence, the trust, acting on what you believe you've heard from God. Faith is an act, and faith pleases God, and that faith is the victory, or you are declared victorious over the world. Now, when you see the word world, I want you to consider and think about that it's not talking about earth, land, and territory. The world is talking about a philosophy or a system of beliefs that is contrary to all things Jesus. The world is in direct opposition to the things of God, to Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so we live in this world. We're not of the world. We live in this world. And there's going to be stress stress and pressure and, and, and depression and heartache and, and all type of things going on in the world. But our faith in God is the victory that will overcome the world, that will declare us victorious over all of the world. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, I believe it's verse 12, 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, the Apostle Paul tells us in verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Say those five words with me. Fight the good fight of faith. One more time. Fight the good fight of faith. So there's going to be a battle. Faith always requires a battle because there's going to be an enemy, there's going to be an adversary, there's going to be opposition, and faith is the weapon that we use to fight the good fight. It's going to require us to be fighters. God called you and I to be fighters. We're not wimps, we're not punks, we're not uh, cowards. We are fighters. We fight the good fight of faith. And anytime you fight a good fight, that means you are fighting a fight that you have already won. You are fighting to stand on the promises of God that what God has said shall come to pass in my life. And I am fighting to stand that ground. Everything I see with my physical senses tell me otherwise. But God said I'm victorious through Christ Jesus. I'm in him. Faith in God is what causes me to be victorious. And in order to fight the good fight of faith, you're going to have to stand. And anytime it's a good fight, it's a fight that you have won. Somebody shout, I'm fighting a good fight. That means it's a fight that you have won. Many of you know that I know Daniel Cormier. He's an MMA fighter, considered one of the greatest fighters of all time. Uh, he, The last two fights, after he turned 40 years old, he actually lost the last two fights. We have never talked about those fights. We don't talk about fights that he has lost. We talk about fights that he has won. 
Because those are the good fights, and those are the fights that we talk about. We don't talk about any other fights. It's a good fight when you win the fight. Somebody say amen. It's a good fight when you win the fight. And truth be told, you are right now in one of three different positions. You are either in the midst of a fight right now. You are just coming out of a fight right now. Or you are headed into a fight right now. You fall under one of those three categories. You're in the midst of one. You just come out of one. Or you are headed into a fight. God has called us to be fighters. And we must fight with persistent faith. We must fight with consistency. We must fight with faithfulness. We must have a tough, determined purpose to overcome. To be victorious in every area of our life. We're going to have to be fighters in the house. We fight the good fight of faith. Somebody shout, I'm a fighter. I'm telling you, we are fighters. We are not victim mentalities. We are not people that get run over by the enemy. We are not people that conform to the world and what the world desires of us. We fight the good fight of faith and breakthrough occurs. When you're willing to fight the good fight of faith. If you have not experienced breakthrough, maybe it's because you're not fighting the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith requires you take a bold stance and say, I shall not be moved. Say that, I shall not be moved. That's fighting the good fight of faith. Now, in Romans chapter 4, we're going to look at verse 16. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to read it to verse 21, and we're going to spend some time here for a second. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, talking about Abraham, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's room. She was about 90. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And look at verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, Let's take our time here in this passage. I want to break it down, and I want to feed you this passage of Scripture. Understand that Abraham is the father of faith, but Abraham uh, at the time, uh, you know, giving you the Old Testament story found in the book of Genesis, he and his wife were promised a child. They were dealing with infertility issues. They could not get pregnant, but God promised them that they would have a child. Last week, we talked about how they strayed from that for a bit, and they began to go outside of that, and they said, hey, maybe God means we should do this. And then Abram got with another woman under the endorsement of his wife, Sarah. They had a child. The child's name was Ishmael, and but that 
wasn't the promise. Isaac was the promise of God. They got outside of the will of God where that was concerned. But scripture here begins to tell us that Abram and Sarah, a hundred years old, Abram was, Sarah 90, 90 years old, and they can't have a child. Well, they couldn't have a child when they were 20 and 30. And let alone now they're 190, right? I mean, it seems to be even more impossible for them to be able to conceive. But scripture tells us in verse 17, I love what it says in verse 17. It says, like God, it says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, I want to pause here for a second because I think this is very important. Too often, and I believe I'm called to teach on faith. I believe one of the missions of my life is to teach the faith of God, to teach faith in God, to get you to a place that you can believe God more, better, and be efficient in your results where believing God is concerned. We should be able to have solutions and answers. And a lot of times when I'm talking to people of faith, church people, uh, there are examples that take place. For example, someone may say, hey, I, I um, you know, I've got a pain in my body. But um, that pain in my body, it's not there. Okay, are you in pain? Nope, because I'm in faith. Um, okay, or here's another uh, example. Somebody would say, you know what? Hey, um, there's some things going on in my bank account and, uh, you know, and I, I'm struggling. Okay, how can we help you? Can we help you? No, I have all I need. Okay, no, your kids are struggling to eat at home. You don't have all you need. And they call that faith. And let me tell you what the scriptures say that God did not say. God did not cause, call things that exist as though they don't exist. That's not what the scripture says, that he calls things that exist as though they don't exist. Scripture says that he calls things that do not exist as though they exist. Now, this is so powerful. If you don't take nothing else away from today's message, you have to take what I'm saying, this, right here, away from today's message. God doesn't look at a situation and say, that doesn't exist. Where it's a pain in my body. Or, or I've heard people say this. They go to the doctor, and the doctor says, you have cancer. And people say, well, the doctors don't know what they're talking about. Okay? Um, now, the doctor can be wrong. Uh, there is malpractice. Those things are very possible. But they believe that they're in faith, and so the doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. The doctor says, you have cancer. And, and no, I don't. The doctor doesn't know what they're talking about, and they think they're in faith. They're calling something that exists as though it does not exist. That's denial. It's not faith. Uh, that's pretending. I've seen people die because of this. I, I've seen people, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go to the doctor because I'm in faith. I, I knew one particular man, we didn't even know he was sick because he said he was in faith and he just upped and died because he said he was believing God in faith and he never, he never addressed it. He always denied that it was even in existence, that what he was dealing with was denial. 
The scripture tells us that God calls things that do not exist as though they exist. Can I give you an example? And so, years ago, my, my wife told me, she said, one of our kids, I believe, is dealing with some sensory issues and, and with some delay in speech. And I said, no, 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 no. I mean, they're not, I just think, you know, they're just taking their time growing up. She's like, no, I think there's some things going on. We ought to get them checked out. I was like, well, if you want to get them checked out, let's go ahead and let's get them checked out. And uh, now here's, here's an issue right here. Let me pause. Most people don't even get their kids checked out. They deny it. They deny that there is any issue whatsoever going on. And then faith people would say, I'm believing God and don't even know what's going on in someone's body. I said, well, go ahead. And let's get them. Let's let's get them checked out. And I, I, I strongly believed. Well, I shouldn't use the word believe. I strongly thought that everything was OK. Well, we come back, got the reports back, and there was a long list of things that there was a delay in. Did we say, I deny any, every and everything on that list? It doesn't exist, and we're going to pretend like that, that that's never happened. No. Faith calls things that be not as though they were. Faith calls things that do not exist as though it, it exists. It does not cause things that exist as though it doesn't exist. Oh, you got to get this. So we took that diagnosis and I put the word of God on everything on that diagnosis there there were you know delay in speech I started finding scriptures about speech and and how people were free from their their tongue being caught up in scriptures and I addressed that issue with faith I didn't deny that there was an issue I I I knew there was a higher truth and that higher truth is faith. So I took the word of God and I put faith in the word of God. And we begin to address the issues in his life. And we begin to speak to him. And we begin to act on it. And we begin to take some practical things. Somebody say practical. There are some practical things you can do. We begin to get some practical things. On it, and we begin to. And I would wake up every morning, and I would declare the word over everything that the enemy. I'm sorry, that what well, it was the enemy. It was the doctor said the doctor's not the enemy, by the way, but the enemy had put on his life. And I begin to declare the word, and begin to declare the word, and we begin to see progress, and we begin to see progress, and we begin to see progress, and we begin to see progress to the point that he is not delayed at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. This, see, this is, what, this is what faith does. See, most faith people deny that there was ever even an issue. Oh, it's, I'm not taking them to the doctor. I'm not going to the doctor. And, and there's several reasons why. And one of them, one of the reasons is pride. Well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want people to look at me different. I don't, I don't want everybody to think something's going on. I want to keep everything to myself. I don't want everybody to know what's going on with me. I'm, I'm feeling some condemnation. I'm feeling bad about it. I mean, I'm supposed to be the good person. I'm supposed to be the good dad and they shouldn't know things are going on. And, and it's pride and it's fear of bad news. I'm fearing that I'm going to get some bad news and I'm scared of the, the news and the results. And it's also lazy. It's lazy. I'm being lazy. I don't, I don't want to do anything. I just want it to disappear. But this is not magic. 
You got to know what's going on so you can apply faith to that issue and say, you know what? That cannot stay. I call things that be not. Right now, I call healing in my little boy's body in the name of Jesus. What I'm seeing now is sickness, but I'm calling healing. I'm not denying the sickness. I see the sickness, but I'm calling healing over him. This is, what, this, is, this is how you walk in faith. This is how you operate in faith. You take the word of God and you apply it. I like what it says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Oh, we got to read this in, the, in the, the living Bible. I should have been more prepared, but that's okay. I'm the boss, right? I'm the boss. Okay? So I'm going to take my time. It says here, look at verse 17. This is the living Bible. I, I like how it says at the end. And this promise is from God himself, who makes the dead live again and speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they were already past. Think about this for a second. God is speaking of future events with as much certainty as if it's already happened. So let me give you an example. One of my, one of my kids was dealing with some eczema in their skin. We, we got that diagnosed. We didn't guess what it was. We got it diagnosed. Listen to what I'm saying today. We had to find out what the issue was. We got it diagnosed. Okay, this is what we're going to do. I began to look up every verse I knew about hives and skin and, and rashes and all that stuff. And I found that we've been redeemed from all of that. And all of that should not be occurring in our lives and in our bodies. And so we begin to put the word on it. And then we got some cream to put on it too. Practical, somebody say. Oh, I just only want to get it from God. I mean, I don't want to use the wisdom and the knowledge that God gives the, the doctors and, and, all, and the holistic doc. I don't want to use none of that. I just going to get it from God. God said, I gave it to you through the doctor. I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, by the way, and he and I both, both in ministry, and uh, he said that he had some terrible back pain, and he was believing God. He had went to the doctor, and uh, the doctor told him, do this, that, this, that, and the other, and he said, man, I was, just, I was just believing God to heal my back, and he said, man, I, I just I had to do all the stuff the doctor said do, and then my back started to feel better. He said, Lord... How come I couldn't just believe you for my back and it get healed? And he said, the Lord told him, because I've anointed that doctor to give you what you need in order to receive the healing. Now, with that being said, all doctors are not trustworthy. I saw a, I saw a, a Facebook post the other day. It said, a cured client is a lost client. It was from the medical profession. A cured client is, is a customer loss. That's what it said. A cured client is a customer loss. There, there, there's some, some of that is true. I'm not, I'm not talking about individual doctors. There's a system in place that makes billions of dollars. I, I, let me give you some example in my life. I've gone to the doctors. You all know the story. I, I, I was feeling bad in my body several years ago. I was losing weight like crazy. I went to the doctor and I saw them on Wikipedia looking up my symptoms. I said, I'm not going back to the doctor because I could do that and I don't want them guessing on me. I didn't go back. I believed God, praised the Lord, and everything manifested. You don't, you don't want to be a guinea pig, but in order to have faith, we have to know what the problem is because faith fights the issue. 
Faith recognizes the problem and declares the word over the problem. Let me say it again. Faith recognizes the problem and declares the word over the problem. Let me say it again. Faith recognizes the problem and declares the word over the problem. Say it with me. Faith recognizes the problem. And what does it do? It declares the word over the problem. What happens in most most churches and in most circles that trust God and believe God where faith is concerned is we don't identify the problem. We ignore the problem. We pretend like the problem's not there. We act as if the problem is no longer there. And what we did with uh, one of our kids who had eczema, we, we, we found what was going on. I got all the scriptures to declare the word of God over him. We got some practical means to go forward. And then we begin to call things that do not exist as though they did. We begin to call him healed. Now, from that moment on, we didn't continue to walk around and say he had eczema. Oh, we didn't deny that it was there because we were working on it. We started calling things that didn't exist. The eczema gone wasn't in existence. It was still on the skin. So when we started calling it to be gone, and we didn't start walking around, keep saying that he had it. Well, let me tell you one thing. You know, my son, he deals with eczema. And, uh, and then let me meet. Hey, brother, we meet for the first time. I got a, I got a kid that deals with eczema. And, 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 and that, that happens far too. No, no, you're calling two different things. Don't call the cat if you want the dog. So we didn't start keep saying he's got eczema. No, we were working on that. We started calling him whole. We started calling the eczema gone, and the eczema disappeared. Now, it tries to come back, and guess what we do? We call it out. We, we get back on it. We call it gone. We call it gone. We don't walk around and say, well, you know, we got, we dealing with, yeah, we just dealing, we, we dealing with this and dealing with that. No, we are overcoming it. We're victorious over it. It is a defeated foe. God calls things that be not as though they were. If you're dealing with financial issues in the house, stop always saying you broke. Stop always talking about how broke you are or stop denying that you're broke. Hey, I'm broke. Now get some verses. Get some scriptures and say, you know what? No, Jesus said that I can have life and life more abundantly. And you look at that bank account and you just speak life to that bank account. And you call it full in the name of Jesus. And God shall supply all of my need according to his riches. And I shall enjoy life. And you begin to call it full and stop saying, denying that it doesn't exist or talking about how bad it is. And start calling what you want to happen and stop calling what you don't want to happen. I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning. Faith does not deny that a sickness is in your body. Faith declares God's word, willingness, and power to heal your body. Faith does not deny a financial need. Faith declares God's word, willingness, and power to supply your need. We find here in Romans chapter 4, let's keep reading. Romans chapter 4, let's look at verse 18, Jerry. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. We're talking about Abraham. Him and Sarah were dealing with infertility issues. They couldn't conceive, but God gave them a promise. That's an announcement, a declaration that something's about to happen. And it says, contrary to hope, there was an expectation. He continued to believe 
But it was contrary. It was like it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I'm a hundred years old. Is this ever going to happen? He continued to believe so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Look at verse 19. And not being weak in faith. Now, how was he not weak in faith? He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. Pause there for a second. He didn't consider the contradictory circumstances. He didn't look at his body. He didn't look at his bank account. He didn't look at what was going on with his kids. He didn't look like what was going on with his job. He didn't even consider the contradictory circumstances. What does that mean? He addressed it and then no longer considered it to be the issue. Are you listening to me? He addressed it. And then he started calling things that be not as though they were. And he starts saying, the promise is for me and nothing different shall happen. See, here's what we do. Well, I want to be married. I'm believing God to be married. Oh, it seems like it's taken forever. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to be married. You're considering the contradictory circumstances. If, if you believe that God desires for you to be married and you want to be married, and that's a desire from God in your heart, don't consider not being married. Don't even consider it. Well, I got to start thinking about myself. Nope. Nope, because I'm going to have somebody here with me. And I got to make some decisions because I'm going to have somebody with me. When I bought my first home, I lived in a one-bedroom uh, one apartment. I bought my first home. I bought a three-bedroom because I was considering a wife. I was single at the time. I'm going to have somebody live up in here with me. Are you listening to me? I didn't even, I'm considering that somebody else is going to be up in here with me. So I need something that, I need a two-car garage. Because another car is going to come up in. It's not going to be mine. It's going to be hers. Are you listening to me this morning? Don't stop considering the, 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 the different outcome, the contradiction. Stop considering all of the other things that are opposed to the promise of God. Don't even consider it. We were, we were riding an airplane years ago, and I caught this flight. Years ago, I used to catch these standby flights. Uh, by God's grace, I ain't catching no more standby flights. Glory be to God. I'm paying full price for my take, whatever it takes. Those standby flights, you might get on, and you might not. Well, we were flying. I got, I had a good friend that was connecting me, you know, hooking me up with these tickets. And I had Stacy with me. And, uh, we were flying to, we were, we were flying from Houston to, no, we were flying to Houston. And we got in Houston. We we're going to Houston to Dallas. That's what it was. And so we we're in Houston and they were saying, um, it looks like y'all are not going to get on this flight. And I said, Stacy, let's believe God that we get on this flight. Let's not consider that we won't get on the flight. And so, so and they were making out. Don't look like y'all gonna, nobody else gonna get on the flight. I said, not Stacy. Now we getting on this flight. We're not even gonna consider we're not getting on it, that we're gonna miss this plane and have to spend the night in Houston. Oh, it looks like we ain't gonna get on the flight. And the lady came out and to the door. Okay, don't look like, you know, all your standby gonna get on. I said, babe, we gonna, we gonna, we, we going to Dallas tonight. That's what we kept saying. We going to Dallas tonight. Cause if we didn't get on that flight, we weren't going. We going to Dallas tonight. And then she was like, all right, I need, you know, Gathers and, and Stevens and Burgess and Garrison to come on up. There wasn't no Alexander. I said, babe, we going to Dallas tonight. I don't care. They didn't call our name. We going to Dallas tonight. And then they were like, Coleman and, uh, and you know, Alec, we need Alexander. We going tonight. All right. And then they said, all right, uh, 
Don't look like we can get anybody else on the plane. I thought, we're going to Dallas tonight, though. All of a sudden, uh, somebody walked up to me. American Airlines worker walked up to me and said, if you go down the gate, 54, there's a plane leaving right now. I already got your name on it. Go right now. We got our stuff and took off running and some people with it. Where y'all going? None of your business. We gone. We gone. We ran down the gate so-and-so, went right on there and got on their flight. We even beat that other plane to Dallas. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We didn't consider, well, I bet we better call the hotels. Yeah, I guess we better get a rental car. I guess, no, we said we're going to trust God that we're going to Dallas tonight. I'm not considering nothing else. We're going tonight. Now, what if you didn't go, to, go that night? Well, that's in God's hands. Right? I did my part. I'm going tonight. Amen. And so, so we got on that plane. We got there. We were laughing and high-fiving, and we beat that other plane there. Glory to God. Favor. Somebody shout Favor. And so we go in tonight. Don't consider the contradiction. Don't consider the different outcome. When you're in faith, you don't have time to be, to include a little doubt. You don't have time. And let, let me, a little unbelief. Let me mix in a little unbelief. Let, let me mix in, you know, a, a, a little uh, strife in there, a little, a little jealousy. Let me get all that up in there. No, no, no. I have faith in God. That means I can't listen to that second of music right now because I've got faith in God and I'm working on something. That second of music might try to get something off me and tell me, go on, go sleep around. No, I got faith in God. I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. This, is, this, this will save your life, what we're talking about today. Don't consider the contradiction. And so what we did, when one of my kids got to report that there was a delay, we, we grabbed that list and we, we got, we identified the problem. Matter of fact, the doctor identified it for it. He laid it out. I mean, it was laid out. There's the problems. There's the delays laid out. This is what we can do. We said, well, let's go for it. Well, we can, I put the word on it. I got all these scriptures. I put the word on it. And then we said, uh, well, the, the lady said, well, there might be some help in some of these area, areas. I said, well, you know, let's check into it. Now, I didn't have a budget for this, no financial budget, you know, to set aside for this. But there might be some help in these areas. We, let's inquire about it. We inquired about it. Guess what? It was all free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, it's free for y'all. Go ahead and you, oh, it is. Come on, let's use it. So, man. People started helping, and then we put faith on it, and they started helping, and we put faith on it, and they started helping, and we put faith on it. Are you with me? And, and, and then and the practicality and the faith begin to work together, and God got the increase out of all of it. This is what faith about. And then we didn't keep saying, well, we got a slow son. We got a delayed kid, you know. Oh, yeah, y'all, I'm just a little sad because my kid's delayed. No, we put faith. You put some faith on it. Watch, watch the progress process. And move forward. And then we begin to not consider that he wouldn't be in regular class. We didn't even consider he wouldn't be in regular classes. We didn't consider any and all that stuff because we believed the word of God. And we said, there's going to have to be a fight. And I said, I'm built for this fight. Are you built for a fight? Let me say it again. Are you built for a fight? You got to be built for this fight. I said, no, 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 we're going to see some changes. We're going to see some differences. We're going to see some rearrangement going on in his life. 
because faith in God overcomes the world. Now, how to get results? I'm going to end with this. How to get results? I'm going to end with number one, you have to identify the problem. You got to identify the problem. What is the problem? Don't deny the problem. Identify the problem. Don't deny the problem. Identify the problem. Don't pretend like the problem's not there. Identify the problem. Don't pretend like the pain's not there. Find out why the pain is there. Identify the problem. Number two, get a word from God. Get you some verses in the scripture. Don't call me for no verses. Get you some verses in the scriptures that identify what the problem is. And, and don't be so uh, married to exactly the verbiage. Lose some other translations, some other translations worded in a way that might be conducive to your situation. And you get that word. And then what you do is you act on it. You begin to speak it and you act on it. You begin to do what that word says. You act like that word is true. You speak that word and you begin to say it and you begin to say it. What I do is I literally have it written out so I don't have to make up what I'm going to say. I write it out so I can say the same thing every time. I begin to say it and I begin to speak and act on that word. And then number four, do not consider the contradicting outcomes. Don't even consider that it may not work. Don't even consider that things aren't working. Don't even consider it whatsoever that it's not working. And number five, you give thanks for the results. You give thanks for the results. If you don't mind, let me end with this passage of Scripture, Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 18 real quick. Once again, I'm going to go to uh, 19, 20, 21. It says, Who contrary to hope and hope believe, so they became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, shall shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's room. He did not waver at the promise of God. Watch this through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Let me pause here. It, wavering at the promise of God is going to be through unbelief. And unbelief is always present if you are fearful, worried, scared, uh, and have some form of a contradictory thought. That's when you introduce unbelief. That's what Abraham never did. He never introduced it, so therefore he was strengthened in faith. He didn't get weaker. He got stronger. He was strengthened the faith, and then he began to give glory to God. What does that mean? He began to give God thanks, and he began to give God praise. And look at verse 21. And he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Now look at me. What God has promised, he's able to perform. What God has promised... He's even willing to perform. What we have to do is fight the good fight of faith. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.